that now. There we go. Okay. Now. We're going to start over. Sorry about that. Um, let's start this over. Gotta get this right.
that got your blood going this morning. Uh, again, we're uh, streaming live on Facebook, and uh, I'm doing all things. Got all the caps on today, PowerPoint, so we're doing good so far. Praise God, hallelujah, and amen. So uh, just to let you guys know, we still have Bible study on Thursday night and prayer time on uh, Tuesday morning or Tuesday evening. Uh, list your prayer requests inside uh, the comments. And then we will pick them up on Tuesday. Uh, so uh, this next song is uh, kind of crucified with Christ. And we're going to go for it as soon as I set things up real quick. And we do another one. So oh, here it is. This is an easy one. So. <laughs>
Well, I hope you uh, enjoyed that song, and I really enjoy that song because it uh, it was touching for me. Because we are crucified with Christ. If you are a truly believer, you are with Christ, and He crucified for you. Um, this is when we do praise and prayer. So if you have something here, I'm, I got my cell phone next to me. And Caleb's here with me, so if you've got any prayer requests, uh, send them our way, and then we'll pray. If not, we'll just pray for all the prayers that's not here and that's unspoken. So I'm going to take a minute or two to, to go from there. So, um, Let it Anything? Anybody? My family is sick today. So. Yeah, okay. The Schreibner family. Sick. Chelsea's sick. So, um, the sickness is getting everywhere i am blessed totally because i have not been sick praise god knock on wood Caleb's was not sick either so knock on wood so we're all been good i i got the richie's family are sick uh, so um, there are some people there was a family who lost their loved one and got in a serious car accident and uh, we need to pray for that family. I don't know the situation. I was just called uh, just last night about a family being in a car accident. So no details, but we just pray for the comfort and uh, wisdom for that family. And that if you can financially support them, please feel free to do so. Contact them, uh, contact uh, people you know to see how they can help. I did offer our church to uh, be the um, center of worship if they need it so and I just went live what happened here did I lose camera on that yeah that means the battery went out let me run to my office and get another battery it's already on my desk left side facing my desk running live so just give us a minute don't cut off from us I just have to get a battery from us and then we proceed so um, why that's going on I'm going to
back up and running. You good? There's still a delay, so I'm sure. Yeah. Chelsea, pray for the young children who lost both parents. Thank you, Chair. Appreciate that. Young child who lost both parents. Wow. That's devastating. Prayers for my home and Andrea's home for quick recovery. Andrea and Chelsea, got you on the list. Okay, let's take a few minutes out and go to prayer. So, um, let's start. Oh, there you go, I'm, I'm there. Okay, Father, we do thank you for your love. We thank you for this time and opportunity to come to you in, in prayer. And Lord, we just know that you are our Lord and Savior, and we need to recognize that, and that you are in control of everything that goes on in our lives and other lives, and Lord, and authority figures that you uh, will holy, touch the Holy Spirit and send them to what they need to do for Christ. And Lord, I ask that you would just uh, bless those who are, are well, and we've Pray for those who are sick, uh, Andrea, Chelsea, and Richie, and Vicki, and they're all sick. Uh, we, we ask that we lift those guys up and pray that they get well and that the, the Holy Spirit will touch their hearts and touch the doctors and let them know what's going on. Father, and give the family comfort knowing that you are the means of our salvation. You are the means of our uh, life support and our bread of life, Lord. We thank you for that. We pray for the family we lost their parents. It's a tough one, Lord. We just ask that uh, you comfort their hearts, that there might be a purpose in all this, and that they will come to see Jesus in the outcome in all this. Because you are the, the creator. You are the, the healer. You are the, the ones to um, direct us in our lives. And Lord, we thank you for that. We pray for um, those families who are sick, even the ones I mentioned again, and Lord, we thank you. We, we pray for our children's ministry. We pray for our directors, and we do pray for our president. We do pray for our, our Senate and House, that they will uh, continue working for us and, and that you will touch their hearts knowing that uh, you control the authority that's in the House. You are the, the master. You are the, the controller that you know directs the authority and the leaders of this nation. And Lord, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for your powerful testimony through healing process, Lord. We thank you for everything you've given us. And I, I lift the Abundant Life Church up tonight as they do their service. And Father, I ask that you will just touch that heart, touch the speaker that will be there tonight and give the word. And you're truly the word. And Lord, we thank you for everything you've given us. And we give you the credit, we give you the glory, and we pray for mercy and grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Rain. Let it Sing out. Let it 
distant shores rejoice. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. Before the Lord of all the earth, the heavens proclaim his righteousness and all peoples will see his glory. Oh, we want to see your glory, God. Oh, God, we want to see your glory. You want to see his glory? Lift your voices. Lift your hands. We want to see your glory, God. Send your power. Oh, God, send your glory. We want to see you move in our generations, oh, God. enjoyed that one. Uh, this is the opportunity that we do for our tithes and offering. For those who are not here today, you could go ahead and mail them to P.O. Box 309, Bates, California, or you could uh, PayPal it to me or Venmo it to me or uh, Zella is another one that goes straight to me. So uh, you could do your offerings through that uh, avenue in life and uh, you just have to download the app and get registered and you could just Zello the tithes and offering to Bates Ministry Center. It will have my name, but it makes I will make sure it will get into the offerings and that you guys will be able to do the worship through that area and things. So I keep forgetting to turn my mic on. I hope you guys can hear me. You just let me know if I, you can't hear me. I do the best I can here. But anyways, uh, we're going to take a minute. We've got a song coming up why uh, everything's going well. Uh, so... Let's go ahead and go. 
one more song here before the worship. If you're not there, uh, I'm going to put it up on the screen here in a minute. Uh, and we will look at it together. Uh, we're going to Matthew chapter 14. 
Okay, I hope you see me in the right corner of your screen. And we're looking at Matthew 14, 22 through 33. Our uh, focus today is focusing on Jesus. And uh, we want to do that constantly. We got to focus on Jesus because it's the right thing to do. And that we need to, even though our day goes cruddy and things happen that we don't understand, we still have to focus on Jesus. We focus on our positive thoughts this week. I hope you guys got something uh, started positive, like reading your Bible, praying on a steady basis, uh, just something positive in your life, maybe encouraging people to uh, go to a podcast and listen, listen to scripture. Uh, I had a friend that gave me a Bible. That's positive stuff that lifts people up. When you do positive things to people, like give them soup when they're sick, go to the grocery store when, you, when they are sick. Those are positive things we can do for people that we know, and that's what Christ would do. Christ fed 5,000 people. Uh, we just need to be a positive aspect of people's life. The bottom line for us scripture, the bottom line for us Christians are to, don't worry about what denomination you're in. The bottom line, our foundation as Christians is Christ died on the cross, he was buried, and he rose again. That is the basic foundation for our scripture, and that is the basic foundation of our Christian walk. This is walking on water. Immediately he made, the, he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after dismissed the crowd, he went up to the, on the mountain by himself to pray. Christ has always been praying. I've, I've read so much in the last few weeks about Christ praying, and he just, as an example of being a prayer, uh, Tuesday, we will get into that area of Christ praying for people, praying for himself, praying for his disciples, praying for the people that need the light from the darkness. And it says, after, meanwhile, the boat was already some distance from the land, battered by the waves because the wind was against them. Jesus came towards them walking on the very sea early morning. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, have courage. Don't be afraid. Now, a lot of people don't like thunderstorms. And my dogs don't like thunderstorms. They go crazy. And some people, you know, freak out. Well, don't be afraid. It's God doing his thing. And sometimes. The earth is doing its thing. God is doing his thing too. So remember, Lord, if you, Peter says, answer him, command me to come to you on water. Okay? So he said, come. And climb out of the boat. Peter started walking on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him, and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt Jesus? Why did Jesus get doubted for Peter's walking on water? He could have already made it to Jesus. He would have had faith. But something 
happened when he lost his focus on Jesus. When we not focus on Jesus, we have problems. We fall in the water like Peter did, or almost, until Jesus reached out and grabbed the hand. See, Jesus is always saving people, whether it's spiritually or physically. He's always healing people, whether it's spiritually or physically. So this is part of what Peter's doing. Let's uh, go to something else here. had a PowerPoint here. Let me get to the PowerPoint. So, show slide. Testing show. So, um, get rid of the big idea. And you can follow along while I read. Uh, Ken, do you read Kenneth teaching? Okay, good. Okay, so week two, as I mentioned, it's a focus on Christ. As we learn from Peter in this message, we begin to sink and fall in life when we no longer focus on our one true source of hope. Christ is our guiding light in the darkness, in the dark world. When our eyes locked on him and our lives are seeking to follow him, we are able to experience him in a magnificent way. We already learned about the power of our thoughts. Now we'll take a step, think. Okay, no, Peter was distracted by his situation. We all get distracted by our situation. And it just goes crazy. Our minds go wacko. But focus. This is the title, focus. As I heard this pastor this morning, we have to focus on who Christ is. We can't let the people around us or things around us keep us from going off track like they did Peter. Peter was focused on Christ, but the wind came around and, oh, no, the wind's going to get me. So he called out to Jesus. But you know what? That's another example right there. If you feel that way like Peter did, you can still call out to Jesus, and Jesus will put his hand out there and save you. Remember that. He will save you. Don't lose sight of Christ. I read the scripture, so um, I skipped one. So if you can see it, this is uh, our second week, new series, Focus. Last week we started to lay the foundation, which we did. Our positive, our negative thoughts, Paul talked seriously about the things we were thinking about and the importance of the alignment of our thoughts with Christ. So it's going to be right, our positive Oh, well, somebody just talked to us. I think Siri got involved here. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh. <laughs> Our tablet, iPad back there started Siri for some reason. It's just weird. You know, like I tell people, George just messes up around here. But, you know, but to week, we're going to speak of being our eyes because all of all the things that tend to lose focus with us, our eyes often go first. Now, if you're driving and you um, are driving and all of a sudden a cat ran across the highway, you're focused on the cat. You're not focusing on the front. Or some people text and they lose their focus when they're driving and texting. 
they're not really focused on what's coming around them and they get an accident. And you wonder why they got an accident? Because they got distracted. And the truth we should recognize is the world around us loves to be a thief when it comes to our focus. I don't know if you guys believe that or not, but man, when you lose your focus, when I lose my focus at home, I got five things going at one time, and sometimes I forget my coffee sitting at the, the coffee pot waiting for me to add things on, but by the time I get to the coffee, it's cold. Because I lost my focus. I, I got so many things to do, but we have to just focus on things. And Christians are like that, you know? Us Christians gotta go help, gotta go do this, gotta go do that. Oh, I gotta go help Johnny. But there's one thing that people forget to do. It's to pray to see if God wants you to do what you're doing. Because if it's not of God, you're going to get worn out. You're going to get tired. You know, we, we got to realize that. It's too far easy to scroll for hours at end through your favorite social media platform. Before you know it, you're late for your crucial meeting. Or you can be a focus someone's negativity that you lose sight of what's positive in your life. You can be so focused on your past that you miss what God's doing in your present and what he's leading you into your future. I've heard this before and I say it again. Forget about your past. Focus on today. Focus on what's going to happen in this future that God's going to give you. Philippians 4.8. Here's what Paul says. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is notable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Paul mentions a few different words in a single verse when telling us what to think about. All which could be defined as good, however, knowing what's good thoughts are in one thing. So think of that. So. If you had to stay focused, and the situation would turn out much, much better today. And I wanted us to look at a story in the scriptures when one of the Jesus disciples choose to focus on him. This is the ultimate where our focus should be. However, as we are going to see in this story that Peter lost focus. We already saw that. If you have a Bible with you, I would like to invite you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 14, which we read earlier. We're going to be looking at verse 22 through 33. We're going to break it down. And um, we're going to break it down into different segments. But switch over to the passage. Okay, let's look at 22. Let's still got this up there. Well, okay, uh, 22. We have uh, Matthew 22 to 24. Um, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead. And him on the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after dismissing the crowd, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray well into the night. He was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat was already some distance from the land, 
battered by the waves because the waves against them. So we go back to um, the scripture here. It says early on this passage, we see that Jesus asked the disciples to get into the boat and cross the lake. He just finished feeding the 5,000 people. The disciples do as Jesus asked them to do, but while Jesus is away praying, a strong storm came up, or storm comes. There's a lot of fear within the disciples because Jesus was nowhere to be found. However, when Jesus finally comes back onto the scene, there's fear increases. So, So, 25 through 27, we read, Disciples convinced that this was a ghost, when in reality it was Jesus Christ. Once he started speaking, the first thing Jesus says, Oh, don't be afraid. I believe that's when it comes to focusing completely on Christ. There are three things to, that do not have a, a place. Now, um, when you look at this verse, it kind of reminds me of a child who has a nightmare and the mom comes in and says, oh, don't be afraid. And that she's there to comfort them. She hugs them and kisses them goodnight and says, everything's going to be all right. Well, Jesus kind of did this. But don't be afraid. Disciples were afraid. They, they're like, Jesus is like the invitable force for their life. But that's a good thing for that process. Because that's what Jesus is. We should be attached to Jesus so much that when Jesus is gone, we get, we got to focus on Jesus when he's gone. We got to focus on everything that goes on. So let's look at the three things. Fear. The first one is fear. Jesus sought to address the immediate reaction within the disciples. A significant reason as to why they are, were afraid was simply due to the lack of Jesus' presence. Some people don't care in life. Some Christians say, oh, I got it covered. I'm saved, and that's all I need to have done. Well, wrong, because eventually you'll lose your uh, motivation and your life, and then you'll be back to sin, You'd be back to that life you had beforehand. So look, they looked around the boat. When the storm hit, they could not see Jesus. However, even when he appears walking on the water, they didn't think he was him. Have you ever been there before? Have been a situation where for a long time you were focused on Christ with no issues or no road bumps, but then a storm hits and it got a little harder to focus on him. We all take our focus on Christ. But we need to learn when things are getting tough, when things are getting where we couldn't handle it, let Jesus have it. My, my motto is always let go, let God. That's, that's always been my motto for a long time. And it's really neat to have that. And pastors, uh, probably, you probably say, Pastor, come on now. You know, we all sin, we all fall short, we all get fear, we all that, but you know what? God is out there reaching a hand, like Jesus did with Peter. He's reaching out to the grab you so you don't sink. But some people rather just sink than grabbing on to Jesus' hand. 
Because when the storm hits, you have chaos, just like the disciples. But they, looking for Jesus, and Jesus found them and helped them out. As soon as Jesus got into the boat, the storm stopped. See, when Jesus gets in your boat, the storm's going to stop. Fear can look many different ways in the middle of a storm. For some of us, storms causes us to focus on the past, thinking we caused it ourselves. For others, a storm causes us to focus on the future, not knowing if we will have one. For Peter and the rest of the disciples, the storms caused anxiety and fear in the present moments, not knowing what they will do to respond. When I call upon Jesus when things happen, it always helps for me to call on to another Christian. I had some feelings going on in life the other night, and I called my sister. My youngest, my middle child's sister. It goes uh, Stacy, Kathy, so it's Kathy. She's the second from the tier. Actually, it goes uh, God, no, God, Stacy, and Kathy. And we sat for a good hour and just chatted about things in life. Bear one of each other's burdens, Christ said. Christ will help you carry that burden. You have Christian friends that will help you carry burdens. Now, there's only so much that that person can do. Okay? You, you've got to think. You've got to be in with the crowd, meaning in with Christ, in with people who can help you. If not, just pray for you. Encourage you. Positive things that go on. So, And also, it will break that anxiety and fear that you have. When I'm sitting at the house by myself sometimes, I get that anxiety and that fear. And I try to turn... I read the Bible, I turn on a positive movie, and I'm kind of better after a while. And it's a lot better. So those are some avenues you could do. Uh, so don't call me after 9 o'clock, though, unless it's an emergency. Because <laughs> you probably won't get me. I go to bed at 9. So get me at 6, 7 in the morning, and you're fine. But if it's an emergency, please call me. But if you want to just chat, forget it. <laughs> But I have hours, you know, so not trying to be rude or anything, but that's what I do. I just don't want um, to. When faced with the storm, it's important to have made your decision before you are faced with this situation. Much of the anxiety and fear causes in the storm, Matthew 14, was due to the disciples not knowing how they would respond when it came. When we, when we have to make the conscious decision to say, if and or when a storm comes in my life, I'm already knowing I will choose to focus on Christ regardless of the pain it causes me. However, you can see even after we move past initial fear, the next thing is on our path is to seek to still our focus are the many distractions in our lives. Fear. It's a powerful feeling for fear. You know, it's a powerful feeling. So. Oops. Now, here's a good one here. Let's go to Matthew. Oh, I'm still here. Look at my notes here. 
Okay, the next one is distractions. Okay, uh, okay, how we're going to go on the distraction. Uh, Peter and his disciple situation. When they already displayed faith in Christ to get out of the boat and start walking, but he lost focus. Some of us here today are living life like Peter's, but some of us are still stuck in the boat. The boat. Uh, brings the part where I went to camp with a young lady and a bunch of group of people and we were in a boat. And they automatically assumed I was in the Navy so I could drive a, a canoe boat. But in the Navy, we don't have canoes. We have ships, which people operates. See, Jesus operates the ship for us. When we try to operate the canoe, which is smaller, and we can't control that, how are we going to control the ship? And the canoe fell over, so they gave me a hard time about the canoe. Oh, you're in the Navy. You can't do a canoe. I never had a canoe before. And it don't help when people are rocking the boat or the canoe. But it was fear because they didn't know what to expect because I was in the canoe and I rocked that boat or the canoe going back and forth and we both fell into the water. We didn't have Jesus there to pick us up out of the water. But what, what keeps us in the boat? Fear, some kind. It matters not wanting to be rejected for doing something contrary to the cultural. Peter understood that Jesus had the power to sustain him if he would choose to get out of the boat and start walking so. He did. But then the distraction came because Peter looked to his left and to his right rather than ahead of him where Jesus was. For some of us, the wind and the waves in our lives are in the unhealthy relationships for others. It's the website that we keep going to, trying to find temporary satisfaction. It's weird how today, if you want to know a question or you want to answer, you would call somebody before and they will help you get the answer. Now all you have to do is Google it. You know, I, I Google, I went out and did the type in Facebook, what keeps a dog from digging holes? You might want to remember that. Vinegar. And it worked. I was impressed. They didn't dig in the same spot again. And I was so happy because every time I turned around, they were digging and it irritated me. I bought this topsoil and it's just, you know, the way it is. And it reminded me of the Christian community. When it comes to your spiritual walk, the Christian community can help you. And it will help you get in the right direction. See, Jesus had, Peter had a whole, lots of disciples in his boat. And they were just as fear as one. So if you fear something, other people's going to fear it. So stay positive, okay? Then, uh, for some of us, the wind and the waves in our lives are unhealthy. Relationships, what kind of relationship you in? What website are you going to? To find satisfaction. However, reality is distracting us from the true source. We end up sinking just as Peter did, because where our eyes go, the rest of us is soon to follow. Wow. By the way, the eyes are important in this prop. Because if you go into a restaurant and if you see a messy plate or you see something on the line that you didn't like or 
you look kind of messy. See, I've learned in catering that the eyes helps you eat. Because if you see a nice plate, all fixed up, pretty and kind, and the food is not messy and all that, you're going to eat it. That's going to look good. And I don't know if you've ever seen a food uh, photographer. They sit there and take a picture of their food, and, you know, they put it on, on the line because they want people coming to the restaurant because they know the eyes guide them to the restaurant. And the next thing is smell. Okay? It helps you out. So wherever your eyes go, your body's going to go follow it eventually. The Bible said that Peter sinks, calls for Jesus to help him save him. Matthew 14, 31 tells us. says, Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught hold of him and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? Then after Jesus pulled him out, you know, the water, Jesus calls out the third reason why we may find ourselves losing focus on Christ. Doubt. Everybody doubts their self. Uh, when you're in, when you are positive, doing positive things, you don't have the doubt. Peter was positive, about to, ready to reach out on the boat, and then he doubted himself before he even tried to get out there, but he went out there anyways. Peter had faith initially when he stepped out of the boat and started walking on the water. However, when he realized what he was actually doing, walking on the water in the middle of a storm, he, doubt, he started to doubt himself. He was questioning whether or not Jesus could actually be his substance in the storm. We have problems like this all the time in the Christian community. We doubt ourselves. Like if a pastor comes up and says, hey, you want to give your testimony? Or you want to do this? Or you want to help us with children? The response would be, oh, I don't know anything about children. Oh, I'm too frightened. I'm too stage fright. Because you're doubting yourself knowing that you could do it. And you don't do it, which help, don't help anybody around you. And it might help somebody if you gave your testimony. It, it, they might be in the same spot that could help that person um, meet the Lord. But doubt keeps us from doing things in our life that could affect other Christians. Because Peter's doubt kind of affected the other disciples because they were afraid just as much as Peter was. But Peter went out and his doubt caused him issues. His questioning. You question your belief. When you, when you become a Christian, most people doubt about your Christian faith. Am I really a Christian? And when I'm talking about am I really a Christian, they look into the past. They see themselves instead of looking the present tense when they got Christ into their life. Remember the day you met Christ. Remember the day you put him in your heart. Go from there and be positive. Don't get distracted in your walk with Jesus. If you are with people that distract you from who Jesus is, get away from those people. Don't let them affect your walk with Christ. Because they're going to bring them down. You ever heard the old saying, a bad apple spoils the whole basket? That's true. Or an egg. It, it, one apple can spoil your face. When, the, when somebody's first become a Christian, 
Their first year is critical. They need to hook up with somebody to help them walk through that last, that first year. Maybe today you hear and you have these same questions and doubts. God is really, are you really in the middle of all this? It feels like I am being tossed by the wind and waves. I'm distracted by the trouble I see around me and is leading to fear and doubt in my mind. Psalm 46.1 says, Long, long before Christ comes into the scene in the New Testament, the Bible actually promised God is our refuge and strength. It's how you're going to get over the fear, the doubt, and the fear, or the doubt, distraction. Okay, remember that. Jesus was close to him, but Peter only noticed the waves and the wind around them. I wonder if we lose our focus on Christ simply because we are con convinced that our situation that is not nowhere to be found. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe Jesus Christ is closer to you than you may realize. If you have surrendered your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit is with you right now. And you have, and if you haven't done that, I want to give you the opportunity to do the right thing. Today we journey through a story about Peter and the 12 disciples caught in a storm. You might be in the same storm. You might, are, you might be already distracted by what God has for you. Once he looks amidst the fear, doubts, and distraction and the opinions around him, Peter knew that the only way to Jesus was stepping out of the boat. The world wants you to be comfortable and to learn to focus on earthly pleasures. However, today, I believe God wants us to give you something eternal, and that's Christ. Christian, these three words play a very important part of our Christian walk. If you let either one of them or either one of those three affect your Christian walk, you need to repent. You need to have Christ help you out. The Holy Spirit can help you. Uh, get a mature Christian, talk with him, and help him, let him help you get to a point where you can go forward. Because if your doubt, your distraction, and your fear will keep you from going forward in your Christian walk. Thank you for joining me this, this morning with our online, and we hope that we see everybody next week here in the, the center, and let's pray. Father, I do pray for your love. I pray for who you are and what you can do in our lives. Those three words, fear, doubt, distraction, can affect our positive thinking about everything in our own lives. We do thank you for everything you've given us. We ask that you be with us and bless this day. And Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. play our last song here.
Well, thank you for joining us. Have a blessed day. Thank you.